Thanks for listening to show 61 of the C-Suite podcast with me, Russell Goldsmith. Uh, Today's episode is being produced in partnership with the Association of International Certified Professional Accountants, and it's on the topic of readying business for the big data revolution. And so joining me to discuss this in more detail is the association's Associate Technical Director, uh, which is Peter Simons. And alongside Peter is Simon Jeffrey, Group Manager for Technology and Management Information Systems at CM Car Carriers, a company that specializes in shipping cars for automotive manufacturers between North America, Europe and Asia. So welcome gentlemen to the podcast. Uh, Peter, perhaps let's just start by getting a quick intro to the association and why this topic of big data is so important to you. Well, the great thing about the topic of big data for, for me is that it shows the benefits of the association and also the benefits of management accounting. So the association brings together SEMA, the Chartered Institute of Management Accountants, and the AICPA, which is the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants. Those two bodies have very different business models, but the combination is fantastic because with the combination, we can offer both a qualification and lifelong learning support. And that's really important in the digital age where new topics come along like big data. Uh, so the association is good for members in terms of big data. Sure. Secondly, big data is an area which traditional financial accountants are interested in. But it's really important for management accountants because they want to provide the information that's needed to measure and manage performance and to improve performance. And we'll have some examples from from Simon today as to how management accounts do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let, let's bring Simon into it at this point then. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, CM Car Carries? Yes, yeah, CM Car Carries operates a couple of global line of services. Um, we carry um, cars, we carry uh, Roro, we carry um, high and heavy project cargoes. We operate mainly on two trades, um, at Pacific and uh, in the Atlantic. So we go from um, US West Coast across to China and Asia. Also from North Europe across to East Coast uh, USA. Um, shipping is a very complex business, um, and there's a great requirement for good quality management information. And I see data as a core, core business asset, and it's my job to unlock the potential that that data can offer in terms of uh, good decision making, and that, that is my challenge in the business. Well, we'll come on to some of that in, in more detail, yeah. and um, it's quite interesting in, in, in some of the things that, that you go into in, in terms of that. that data management but there's, there's been plenty written about how businesses are benefiting you know from the developments in the use of data with their decision making and, and performance management what I find quite interesting is and, and obviously been sort of reading into into this uh, before the podcast is that, that companies still seem to be struggling to get to grips with it I read this week on on the drum.com about some new research by Forrester Consulting for a company and I hope I pronounced this right it's called uh, Volacidi so they're a marketing intelligence company um, that included responses from 273 marketing decision makers in the US and they found nearly one third of US firms lack experience when it comes to translating their data into insight and action and then it goes on to say that one of the reasons why marketers are struggling in this area is because 74% of companies have yet to implement a senior role like chief data officer or chief analytics officer. So what I thought that led nicely onto is, is, is the question I wanted to ask is, is why you think companies seem to be sort of struggling to get their heads around this? And also, who do you think is, is, is I guess, m- you know, most suited for that role of chief data officer? And I'm assuming you're going to say someone like a management accountant. But <laughs> um, I would say that, wouldn't yeah. I? <laughs> no. no, I would actually say that. Let me say this. If you want to be good at data, you want to get value out of data, Sorry, I should answer your first question. Yes, yeah. Your yeah, first sorry. question is, do I think it's moved on much? And if, if not, why not? I agree with you. It probably hasn't moved on that much. Yeah. And I suspect it um, has not moved on because there are a range of things you need to get good at to get value out of data. Um, being a management accountant, I tend to think in terms of 
structured ways of thinking. So I have visitors a grid where you kind of you've got you know you got to be good at technical stuff and you've got to be good at commercial stuff. Um, so you have to be good at data management. You have to have good data to work with. So there's a role for a data manager, but you also have to be able to analyze that data. And some analysis can be very complex. So you need data scientists for that. But that's all very well. You also need a culture where it, it is expected that decisions will be evidence-based, where a culture where people are always looking for ways to improve performance. So you need some kind of objective professional ensuring that you have that culture. And then finally, you need, you need to be able to turn it into action. You know, so you need somebody who's influential in the business who can, who can turn an analytical insight into a commercial insight and run with it. Mm. So th- there's a range of things. So if, if things aren't going well, people are kind of inclined to say, oh, we need a, we need a chief data officer or we need a whatever. No, we need to get on with it. <laughs> and, and I think accountants are particularly well-placed. Well, management accountants, CGMA designation holders, are particularly well-placed because their role is about providing information needed to improve performance. They can be the ones to say, hey, we, we, could, you know, we don't have to exercise judgment here. We don't need to put a finger up in the air and see if the wind coming. There is evidence out there. There is evidence in the form of social media or whatever we can go looking for. If it's complex evidence like that, they might have to commission the research. But there's a lot of data near the hand they can work with. Simon, what's your thoughts on, on that you know, development over the last few years and, and those roles? In terms of development over the last few years, I would say that the underlying principles are still the same. Um, even when I was in, became an MA 30 years ago, I think the, the principles of actually being an imagined accountant and providing good quality information for decision-making haven't changed. Um, I remember when Excel came in, it was a, it was a total game-changer. And we talk today about big data um, and the, um, the technology is different, but the underlying principles are the same, I would say. And, and so what about in terms of your role um, at, uh, at CM Car Carriers? Where does you know, the whole aspect of big data sit, sit within that? Well, we have um, data, like most organisations, all over the place. We have it in different sources, um, different places in the wrong, in, in the wrong format. Um, not only data from the finance system, but from technical and operation system, uh, from marketing systems. Um, and also, we have a lot of data that's outside the organisation, um, from customers and suppliers. And uh, my job is really to bring bring that together. Um, if you do bring the data together, you can make a really powerful information system. And one example that I, I like to quote um, comes from our sort of surveying system. Um, so we carry the cars um, for our customers, and we are responsible for any damages incurred on the vehicles while they're in our custody. Um, and the system that was used to administer the claims handling is very cumbersome, um, very difficult to manage and very difficult to get any information out of it. Um, so I stepped in and I, I combined four different databases together and it produces really powerful um, management information um, data silo. Um, so I took data from um, the customer system, um, which just gave you the data on the damage but nothing else. I linked it in with the, cus- the uh, data from our surveyors, uh, which took the damages where they occurred. I linked it in with our cargo booking system, um, so we can actually see wh- what, you know, where the cars were going and what ships, and also linked it into um, our finance system. And basically, when I put this data together, and, and actually I did the simple thing of sorting the data by amount of cargo claim, and I began to notice these patterns, uh, which proved very interesting. So we noticed, for instance, there was a certain type of um, tyre damage on a, a particular vehicle. Um, so we had a meeting with the customer, and we... We mentioned all of these patterns, uh, and they were saying, actually, oh, that's um, a production issue, um, and in fact, you shouldn't be in charge of those uh, claims. 
We even actually came up with one issue that they thought, in terms of production, had actually stopped, but it was still going on. And they were really impressed by the, by the quality of our information. And all of the claims that were outstanding, I think we rescinded over 90% of them because we had the analysis of that. That's interesting stuff. And, that, and, that, and I guess that's completely changed the way that the business is operating. It has. I mean, it changed the uh, customer relations. Um, yeah. I think they, I heard you even talking about it last week, still remembering that, those, those meetings. Um, not only did we inc- um, improve the process, so it really made that streamline the process, um, but it did improve customer relations. We're actually adding value to the, uh, to the customer chain. Brilliant. Peter, in, in the um, CGMA report from Insight to Impact, Unlocking Opportunities in Big Data, within the report it, it referred to five um, traits of the data-enabled CFO. So I was just, I was just thinking, you know, could you, you know, for, the, for those that haven't, haven't read that yet, maybe you could just share what those traits are and any sort of further thoughts that you've got on that? Yeah, well, the first trait is um, being alert to what are the drivers of value in the business and therefore what data you might need to look at to better measure and ideally better manage those, those drivers. Uh, and the second rate, uh, second rate is related to that. The second rate is having a better understanding of what the customer actually wants, the customer experience. So let me put those two together for a second and say lots of people will tell you that the, the, the customer satisfaction, and, and if they're clever, they'll say the net promoter score is, is really important. However, that's an outcome measure. You know, that's, that's how customers were thinking at a point sometime last year or earlier in the year. Um, the trick is, how are we going to manage customer satisfaction? How are we going to make it, make it better? And to do that, you're not talking about measuring the outcome and remeasuring it to see is it better. <laughs> what you want to do is understand what are the drivers of customer satisfaction. So you want to have measures about those drivers. In the past, people used judgment. Now there's data available to do that. Um, so the third trait is prepare to embrace new forms of data. As accountants, we're inclined to look for financial data, and we, and we want that to be right. But we need to be looking for new forms of data about the drivers of those financial outcomes. Uh, finally, we have to be prepared to accept that the data won't be as rigorous, won't be as sound as financial information. Financial information, you know, we can reconcile that with the financial truth in the published accounts. When you're working with some forms of big data, you're kind of working with um, stuff which you hope is directionally correct. Sometimes you can't understand why there is a correlation between things, and you have to have conversations with people in the business to think about what, what, what they might be. But you continuously, iteratively, improve your understanding of the business. But for accountants, sometimes it's difficult to be working with data which might be directionally correct. Quite often, that, 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 that's sufficient. And the fifth thing is just always prepared to explore new ways, always trying to learn. Simon, I want to come to you on, on this next one first, because um, I saw another CGMA uh, report um, that was done in, in association with KPMG. Um, so it was a thought leadership report titled Report Visualization from Concept to Development. Um, and, and I guess understanding how to present the data is, is, is just as important, really, as, as how to interpret it. Would, would you agree on that? I think it's absolutely crucial. Um, there's a big difference between producing a spreadsheet, maybe having five or six tabs and a list of data and presenting that to your CEO or to your, your stakeholder as, um, as a report. It's not really a report. And actually then spending, spending time actually producing a polished, maybe one-page dashboard. And as a rule, I, um, you know, I spend about 10% of the time using a report and actually producing the executive summary. Um, and time and time again, I've seen in my experience how you know, if, if somebody's presented, a, a young MA has presented a, a spreadsheet, 
and just cause confusion by just going away and just doing a one-page summary that somebody can look at and understand in two seconds. Um, it clears up all the confusion, people are happy, and you can move on again. So it's so, it's so important. Yes, Simon's right, of course. <laughs> um, it's one thing to have done the, the analysis. Um, quite often in business, because you're a management accountant, people assume you've done the analysis. It's how you present the finding and the what to, what, what to do next. That's what's really important. And um, this, gu- this guide we refer to, the KPMG CMO report, is about how to present the findings. We call it data visualization. Data visualization is how you present the findings. Okay. Um, I want to come on to ask you, you know, who, who are the key stakeholders at an organization would you say the management accountants need to partner with more closely to unlock you know, all these opportunities in big data that, that we're talking about? But also, do you, do you think it will need a, a change of, of skill set or, or approach from the actual management accountants themselves? Peter, let's, let's start with you. The management accountants are well positioned because the nature of their role puts them in contact with everybody in the business. Everything that happens to the business has some form of financial impact. So it's, it's, it, there's data about it held by the accountants and they're working with them. But that's only the start. Um, accountants need to be a sort of a broker of information in the business because what's happening in business now is that whoever owns the process that generates the data, they also present the findings of their own analysis based on that data. So there's a need for somebody in the business who is objective and who can provide some validity when information is presented to, to, the, to the board, to decision makers, is, is that reliable or not? Um, and occasionally what will happen is somebody will come up with an idea or somebody will come up with um, an assumption and the accountants are well positioned to question, well, is that right? Is there, is there data we could go looking for? So accountants would then find themselves partnering with uh, data scientists to commission research. They could also be partnering with data scientists in a different way. Data scientists come up with an analytical insight and um, accountants are well positioned to convert that to commercial insight. So they're partnering with people across the business to get their hands on the data. They're working with uh, data scientists and they're working again with the business to make things happen. Yes, I agree with you, Peter. I think that MAs are well positioned within the organisation to take advantage, uh, to take control of, um, of, of the data. Um, I think it, we, we actually have a, a certain credibility in the organisation because we produce the financial um, statements of record and we can build upon that credibility to look at other areas, maybe marketing, be the data scientists or in technology. And I think that's a really good opportunity for us. I, I think accountants are really lucky because um, if, if, if I go off and I meet with Simon for a cup of coffee and we, we're talking about things, you know, I would be very annoyed at HR if they said, where were you this morning? <laughs> they, think, they think I was wasting time, right? But actually, finance are very well positioned. They can ask anybody questions about anything because they bring this professional objectivity to the bear. And th- that means that they, th- they are well positioned to ask questions to prove our understanding and go looking for the data. I mean, I, I also agree with that. Um, what to me is important is that, you know, I look at the, the uh, expense lines and say the profit and loss account and, and I want to understand what, what drives those numbers. And quite often, that would be a non-financial driver in a different, um, in a different discipline. So that actually helps us even more to, to branch out and talk with other stakeholders in the organisation. Yeah. Well, well Simon, t- talking of numbers, I wanted to ask you, actually, because you, you work for a pretty large organisation. I don't know how, how much you can share in terms of, the, of those numbers to put it in perspective. But how would you say small um, or, or mid-sized companies can also benefit from all these opportunities that we're talking about in terms of big data? 
Well, you say we're a large organisation, but we're actually a small company within within the large organisation, okay. and we operate sort of fairly on our own. Um, yeah, we operate um, sort of fairly independently. Okay. Um, so we actually tend to operate in maybe as an SME. Um, so the first thing we do is we we a lot of multitasking. So I'm an management accountant who has um, who does a commercial analyst, and I also um, act as a, act as a data scientist. I think you tend to find that within SME, people will multitask. Um, I think that we t- we take advantage um, greatly of the developments in technology over the last few years. So we're, we're looking at um, cloud-based technology, which is much more affordable, and we're looking at subscription um, pay-as-you-go-based technologies, and we've taken full advantage of those. I mean, costs have come down tremendously in the last five years, yeah. and so we really benefit from that. Um Clearly, lots has, has moved on since that CGMA, uh, you know, report that, that we talked about, um, which was back in 2013. So where do you see things progressing over the next five years? Um, but importantly, how can management accountants get started, you know, in a, in a more data-driven role? Simon, let's, let's stick with you on, on that. Uh, as I said before, I think the approach need not be any different from that of today or even 30 years ago. Yeah. As I said, the underlying principles are still the same. Um, but I think you should start out with maybe a small self-contained project have an incremental approach um, so maybe identify um, one area which is self-contained maybe you want to build a small database um, which probably would be non-financial link that into the financial data and come up with some um, some answers of what what is happening there so I think you have to be uh, as I call it I call it the four C's so I think you have to be curious of what's happening you have to actually have the courage to go and take a look uh, and see if you can come up with some answers and take it to senior management. Um, you have to be good at communication, communicating with the, um, the stakeholders in the business and also the people reading the report. Um, and you have to be credible. You have to make sure that those numbers stack up. And just sometimes the data is not perfect, as Peter said, but you've got to make sure that it makes sense. Does it pass the sense check? I think if you put that all together, I think um, you can actually add some value to the company. Peter? I think I'd add a 50 Okay. <laughs> I like the C's. Um, commercial. Okay. You see, if you're commercial, you're always wondering, do we, do we make money at this? Where do we make the money? That kind of thing. Um, there's a term we use, dimensional analysis, trying to cut the data by dimension, by product, by segment, by delivery channel, whatever, trying to see wh- where the problems are, always looking for root causes. And um, so you ask about a small company and would a sm- how, where the small company start. Yeah. Within a small company, things will vary as to what it is that are the drivers of, of, of value in the business, but also things that don't seem to be working. You know, So you start with the data you have in the business. You don't kind of think in terms of buying in lots of data from ex- externally or recruiting a chief data officer. Uh, roll up your sleeves. Have that commercial curiosity. Um, that's putting my commercial and yeah. Simon's curiosity together, you know, to, to, to go looking for, for, for the answers. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting as well that, you know, Simon's saying it's not expensive to to use some of the, you know, the applications and tools to, to yeah, you know, sure. to help you in that, which which is good because, some you know, sometimes we talk about these things and, and you know, it, it's great for those multinationals, but you've, you've got those small and mid-sized, you know, companies saying, well, how can we, how can we benefit from that? So, sorry, Simon. I think um, you can actually start by using good old Excel. Um, you can create a, a database with an Excel and you can link in the data with the financial system um, and you can actually come up with something, create a nice dashboard and come up with some good answers. Uh, we actually use uh, Microsoft Azure in the cloud, and and we use Microsoft's BI tools, which are an absolute game changer for us. And they're so cheap to use these days. Um, one point I'd like to go back to is linked in with this: you don't have to actually go looking out for big data. 
because um, you, you should actually start with data within your own organisation. It might supply invoices or it can come off emails from, from our, our vessels. Um, put that data into a format that you can actually use. I think the, the big data report we were talking about earlier, I think they said that 53% of the information that's created internally is never used. And so it's such a critical thing. Start with your own internal information. Start small. Well, you, you actually started to answer one of the questions I was going to ask you, actually, yeah. which was about tools and applications. Yeah. So, so you're talking about Microsoft Azure. Is, is there any specific applications that you, you, know, you would recommend people you know, looking at or, or using? Well, we actually um, we create some, some lists of data within Excel, um, and we turn them into a database. We actually upload them into Microsoft Azure on the cloud. Um, for our, we, I said we pay it on a monthly basis. Yeah. And then we use tools like Microsoft Power BI to query, to query those databases. Uh, I can have um, I can have those um, databases or those BI tools on my iPad or my laptop, and all you need is an internet access to uh, to access the data, and it means that users in far-flung remote locations can have access to the latest data from our system, no cost. And this is yet again an, an example of where the association is of value, because if you want to find out a little bit about um, Power BI. Um, you can Google it and you, you, you'll find something. But if you go onto cmclocal.com CGMA store and look for Excel resources, you'll find we've got courses there now that we wouldn't have had before. Well, that's excellent. So I suppose the final question for you, Peter, is if our listeners uh, want to find out any more information from uh, you about uh, this topic of big data, where, where's the best place for them to go? Well, I'd recommend going to cgma.org, looking at resources and then looking at big data and innovation. There, there are plenty of resources there. And within those, they, they reference other places you might look. That's great. Peter Simons and Simon Jeffrey. thanks for joining the podcast. Um, that's actually it for this episode, um, but there are plenty more hours of content to listen to at csuitepodcast.com, uh, where you can find all the links to subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And please do give us a positive rating and review on iTunes if that's where you subscribe, because it helps us climb the business charts and means more people get to hear about us. Um, if you want to join in the discussion about today's show or indeed any previous episodes, you can do that on our Facebook page and Twitter feed, which are also linked from the website. And if you want to contact me to get involved in the series then you can use the contact form on the site or via uh, twitter using at ross goldsmith but for now thanks for listening and goodbye